Good morning, everyone. Well, my dear friends, today's readings are all about faith. Faith. The first reading helps to focus on one aspect of faith, and that is to trust in God, especially when you are going through tough times. As the writer of the uh, first reading, how long, O Lord, I cry for help, and you don't help me. When will you come and rescue me? I cry out to you violence, but you do not intervene. Why do you let me see ruin? Why must I look at misery? And then the Lord responds, write down the vision clearly upon the tablets, for the vision still has its time, presses on to fulfillment and will not disappoint. If it delays, wait for it. Wait for it. So in the first one, with faith, it means trust. In the second reading, in the gospel, if today you hear his voice, harden not your heart. Trust in what you hear. Trust in what you hear. And in the third reading, from the letter of uh, St. Paul to Timothy, here St. Paul is in prison, and he's telling his disciple, Timothy, I remind you, stir into flame the gift of God that you have, for God did not give you a spirit of cowardice. Even though I'm in prison, I trust in God. Even though I think this is going to end pretty badly with my death, I trust in God. And in the third reason, in the gospel, the apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. And Jesus said, if you have the faith the size of a mustard seed, then you will be able to move mountains. You'll be able to move plants. You'll be able to move even the hardest thing, hearts. You'll be able to move people's hearts. So how... In, so, first of all, what does it mean to have faith? What is faith? St. Thomas Aquinas, I think, gives the best definition of faith. It is an intellectual response to God's grace. It's not something that's from the heart. It's not a feeling. It's not a sentiment. It is a response. When I see something, someone who has faith responds in a different way. It's an intellectual response. I recognize that this is a moment where God is asking me to speak like he does and to think like he does and to act like he does. So faith is an intellectual response to God's grace. And how does that look? How does that look like? Have we seen anything recently in the news in what that looks like? Well, I'll tell you one thing. It's amazing how all these readings, difficult time, difficult time, challenging time, stir the flame, stir the flame of faith. Show the world what you believe. And then the third one, you can move mountains with your faith. You can move mountains, you can move hearts. And then all of a sudden on the news, what do we see? <clears throat> At the trial of this police officer who was convicted of killing an innocent man uh, in his apartment, then we saw the brother 
right? How many of you know what I'm talking about, right? You know, yeah. We saw the brother of this man forgive and then ask the judge, can I give this person a hug? Now, of course, tough times. You know, your brother has been killed. And so every time you see something like this, this is where the Lord invites you to reflect and say, how would I respond? And so all of a sudden you see something that you would never expect. Stir the flame. Show it. I forgive you. Can I give you a hug? And then you see at the other end, this young lady in tears, both of them in tears, crying. Because, because it shows that I, I can still love someone who has done great harm to me. Which is not something that you typically see. That's why the gospel, that's why Christianity will always live forever. Or until the end of time. Because when we see something like this, it stirs the hearts of millions of people. Not just, not just me, but millions of people. If you Googled, the day after, if you Googled, you know, Amber, uh, Dallas police, the first thing that you would see was that moment. The first thing. As soon as it happened, the first thing you would see are all these headlines, all these... Why? Because it still moves hearts. It's not something we are accustomed to seeing. So, where's the challenge? For 2,000 years, my dear friends, for 2,000 years, we have been trying to replace God with someone else. Okay? Every, every year, every day, we try to find a substitute for God. Either in others or in myself. You know, on Monday, I went over to another church to give a talk. And the theme was putting Jesus on the ballot box. Right? Putting Jesus. And in fact, someone over here at All Saints came up to me and said, Father, are you going to tell people how to vote? And I said, what are you talking about? He said, you're giving a talk over at, you know, I'll tell you anyway, Prince of Peace, right? Prince of Peace, and, it, and it's like how you should vote for, who you should vote for. And I said, are you kidding me? Yeah, it says that. So I called up the person who organized the event, and I said, what, what did you do? And he goes, no, it's not that. It's putting Jesus on the back. I'm like, oh, gee. I said, okay. So I go there, and I give my talk, and guess what? At the end of it, everybody is upset with me. (laughs) Everybody. The liberals are upset with me. The conservatives are upset with me. And I said to myself, I did a good job. (laughs) I did a good job. (laughs) I said... First of all, are you putting your faith in me? In who you should vote for? (laughs) That is really not smart. 
Then, are you putting your faith in a politician? A politician, right? Everybody, we always are, we're always looking for another savior. Always. We get so easily impressed with people. I don't know if any of you have ever gone to Niagara Falls, but I lived very close to Niagara Falls, only an hour away, and I used to go up there with my friends all the time. And there's a story of this famous uh, French tightrope walker, right? And in 1859, what was this, Blondin, Blondin, in 1859, in June of 1859, this guy walked across Niagara Falls on a tightrope, you know, the tightrope, right, okay? I can't even walk on a tile, but anyways. And this guy, he walked back and forth. One time he walked um, with a, in a sack. So he did it in a sack. Another time with stilts. Another time with a bicycle. Another time with cooking an omelet on a stove. Can you imagine? Like he had the stove, you know, and he's cooking the omelet. <laughs> I mean, like... And everybody was like, oh my God, I can't believe this. Everybody applauding, everybody's like thrilled. And then he said to them, do you believe I can carry a person across in this wheelbarrow? And everybody's like, yes, yes, yeah. And he saw one person that was like, yes, we do, yeah. He goes, come with me. <laughs> and the guy goes, no. No way, are you kidding? Ah. right faith in man faith in others and why do we put our faith in others well probably because we have such a bad vision or image of ourselves and we truly believe sometimes that other people may know better than I or may be better than I am and then I have such a horrible image of myself and that I put other people in front of me. I don't like my, I have self-disgust, I have low self-esteem, low self-confidence, I can't stand looking at myself in the And that's where we start making some of the bis, biggest mistakes. Throughout the centuries, we have always tried to replace God with someone else. And what we need to do instead is exactly what the Lord encourages us to do in the gospel. Increase our faith, Lord. How can we increase our faith? And the Lord tells us three things. The first one, if you want to increase your faith, you've got to take a leap of faith. You've got to take a leap of faith. Trust me, if I tell you love your enemies, do it. And see what happens next. If I tell you stop judging, but start loving, do it. And then see what happens next. If I tell you forgive seven times, 70 times, try it and see what happens next. That's it. If you want to increase your faith, you've got to take a leap of faith. For me personally, I never believed the one that says the more you give, the more you receive. No, I will be in debt. I, you know, nobody will give me anything. They'll take advantage of me, blah, 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 blah. Right? The Lord invites us, take a leap of faith. Try it first. And then see what happens next. 
And then the second thing, which is a little bit different, is if you notice, you have to study history. You've got to study what has been done before and how we have tried to solve our problems in the past and how we've just made them bigger and bigger. So study a little bit of history and notice what works. Amazingly enough, the things that Jesus said actually work. And when we try to do something differently, it doesn't work. And then the third one is this, that comes directly from the first reading. Look at every temptation, every difficulty, every challenge, every heartbreak as an opportunity, as an opportunity to share the word with God, of God with others and with yourself. As an opportunity to grow. Every single challenge in your life is an opportunity to grow closer to the Lord. That's the challenge. That's the challenge that the Lord gives to us. Amen? Amen.